Welcome everybody to another episode of Betting with Babies. Today is Thursday, September 23rd. It's week three of Betting with Babies. On this pod, we help dads balance babies and bets. We will be giving out our locks of the week three weekend, our pod picks, touchdown parlay, and we'll be getting into the dad zone. But before we do that, I'm your host, Mr. Clutch. I've got Mr. No Days Off and Maddie Stats. How are we doing, gentlemen? What up, boys? It's a big weekend. I'm actually heading out to Vegas tomorrow, Friday, and I'm going to do some big things out there. I'm going to place, place a few bets. I'm going to the Raiders-Dolphin game. I'm going to go see Jacoby Brissett represent my team, the Miami Dolphins, and I'm going to go make some bad decisions, so I'm really excited about that. Matt, what do you got for me? A hey, quick question, Teddy. Uh, what casino are you staying at? There's not going to be one casino I'm going to be at. So you're telling me to invest in the stock for all of those casinos now yes. that you'll be there. Okay. <laughs> just, just making sure. I just want to know where to put my money this week. It might be better in the market. Than... <laughs> yeah, more importantly, but where you place the bet. But let us know what you're betting so that we can fade you all weekend while you're out in Vegas. Yeah, definitely fade me. But that's not that trend will stop this weekend because I got a great lock of the week. Very Ooh. confident about it. Oh, we can't wait to hear it. I think Matt's already typing up right now to get on his betting app to go the complete opposite way, but we'll see what you got for us. So let's get started for this week. Before we get into our picks for week three, we're going to do a quick recap. As a pod, last week we went four and one overall. That counts the Thursday night football game and the Monday night football game. So overall, not for Matty stats. He came with the Patriots minus six against the Jets. That was a great pick. The whole team was on it. Matt moves to 2-0 and with his locks of the week. Teddy took the Cardinals at minus 3.5. That was not good. That was a close game. The Cardinals got the victory, but the Vikings really let that one slip away. Teddy moves to 0-2 on the season for his locks. And I took the Buffalo Bills, maybe the best bet of the card. They blew out the Miami Dolphins and kept them scoreless. I moved to 2-0 and going into week. So now, week three. This is a tough week to place a bet. Now there's no more overreactions from week two. You start to figure out what teams are really all about. So we got three locks going into this week that we want to give you. What's the first game for us, Teddy? I'm going to throw it over to you. What game do you got? All right. Browns versus Bears. Maddie, talk to me. All right. So we got 56% of the cash and 57% of the tickets on Cleveland. This game opened up at seven and a half and is now at seven. For the Bears, we have no idea what we're going to get out of Justin Fields. He did not look good last week coming in midway through the game, but they still found a way to win. It'll be interesting to see what the Bears look like this week after building a game plan around Justin Fields' skill set. Baker is graded out this season with a 111 passer rating when clean, but struggled against the rush with a 34.5% while under pressure. The Bears have a pressure rate of 31% which is top 10% in the league, and have actually converted 21% of those pressures in the sacks. The Cleveland O-line also has a 55% advantage over Chicago's. Ooh, the O-line, D-line stats. What we're, what we're hopefully getting known for around here. I Can't like get it. Enough of it. Can't get enough of those stats. Yep. That's tough. I'm surprised to see this be your game for the week, just with the unknown of Justin Fields. Did you see something from him last week that got you excited? Yeah, he looks like trash. So uh, he didn't look impressive. And 
I'm going to say that he's not ready for the big stage yet. I'm not saying he's not going to be good, but I think this week the Bears, excuse me, the Browns can beat the Bears. And they're, they're, I think they do about, about 10 points. So I'll take the minus seven. And the Browns are going to run all over the Bears with a 55% advantage over Chicago's D-line. What do you guys think? I like it. I This is a game we never like picking the Bears on this podcast. So when I saw it on here, I, I knew, you knew where you were going. You, you knew where I was going. The market is on the fence about this one, but it's pretty even across the board, which tells me probably some of the big betters are staying off this game completely. It's pretty consistent. I like the advantage that uh, Matty Stats brought on the Cleveland O-line. I have started building a system with your picks. I've been talking about this for a while. And so I think the smart thing to do here until you prove us wrong is I'm going to go with the Bears. I'm going to fade you. I'm going to go with the Bears minus seven. You'd rather fade me. Plus seven. You'd rather fade me. Yeah. And pick the Bears. I mean, I like the Browns. I like everything about the Browns. There's everything I like about the Browns except one thing. Yeah. Is you're on the Browns this week. Yeah. The problem is we don't have many rules in this podcast at all. We, I, I think we may only have one rule, and it's we don't fucking pick. You forced my hand on this. You put this card out there, and you went with the Browns. I, I have it. no choice but to follow the system play. Hashtag Fate Teddy. Matt, what do you think on this? This one was tough because, like you, I'm on the Browns, and I feel really good about the Browns. But I'm also going to fade Teddy. And this isn't because of what you said. It just reinforced what I said is I'm fading Teddy. I'd have a perfect record if I faded Teddy last week. I think you have to do it until he proves us wrong. I like the Cardinals pick last week, but something felt weird about it once you were, I don't know, Teddy. Do you want to sell us on it? I'll give you a second to just really drive it home. Rookie quarterback versus a good Bears Browns defense. Can we all agree the the Browns defense is good? Browns defense is good. Browns defense is good. Okay. Against the rookie quarterback, Baker Mayfield, awesome quarterback. And they have the top, what, two of the top 20 running backs in the league? And Hunt yeah. and, what's his name, Chubb? And they have a top 5-0 line. All these things stack up to tell me that, and we don't pick the Bears on this podcast. Tells me Browns. I'm starting to think you did this just so we'd have to follow you. (laughs) It's a way to bring us in because we know we can't bet the Bears. But no, I've got to stick with it. I know we're Barstool's guys here. I know Big Cats, they're going to be in Illinois this weekend. They're going to be at the Bears Stadium promoting the college football game on Saturday. So they're in. I don't know, man. I think the Bears show up this week. I didn't think about it until right now. Right now, I just realized the Bears are probably going to play really well this week. I'm like, for Big Cat? They're going to play for Big Cat? It's a combination of all the things you said and mainly one thing, which is you're on the Browns. You're on the Browns. And until you prove us wrong, I'm going. All right. Who's the next pick? Fuck. Moving on. Matty Stats put a game on the board. This might be the game of the week. This could be a NFC championship matchup. We are going Bucks versus Rams. Is that right, Matty Stats? We are going Bucks versus Rams. So we've got 68% of the cash and 68% of the tickets on the Bucks. I don't know how that worked out, that the numbers came out the same, but they came out the same. I like this one a lot when it opened, and I actually bet it on Sunday, where Brady was actually getting a point on the road. But the due to all the action, the line has actually shifted from plus one bucks to negative one bucks, but I still like this game. Both quarterbacks have been playing great. In fact, Brady hasn't thrown a single throw 
graded as a turnover-worthy play this season. And while not perfect like Brady, a much more respectable 1.67 for Stafford. So very both quarterbacks have been playing very well. I couldn't believe it when I looked at this, but all of the wide receivers actually have a negative matchup against their primary coverage CB this week. For what uh, also, Antonio Bryant is potentially out with COVID, so he is vaccinated. So all he has to do is have two negative tests 24 hours apart. So there is a chance he does play this week, but as of right now, he's out. The line coincidentally moved 0.5 for about three hours with that news coming out. And then finally, both all lines have a disadvantage against the pass, but also have significant advantages against the run. Bring all of that together. Home field advantage really isn't much for me. The numbers have bared out that way. Vegas actually has moved it from a three point to a one point for a home field advantage. So with it being negative one bucks, I'm going to go with the bucks. Real quick before we go on, you you said that the Buccaneers wide receivers are at a disadvantage to the Rams corners all the way through. Like Mike Evans and Chris Goodwin are at a disadvantage. You got you yep. got, Evan, you got Evans getting locked up on Ramsey. Yeah, so okay. give Ramsey the advantage. I don't know who's on the other side of Ramsey. I'm gonna That'd be this. my biggest surprise. I would think Godwin would have an advantage of any number two corner, but I couldn't yeah. clearly. I'm- I, wait, I think Goodwin uh, Godwin plays in the slot though. No, he does. AB's been playing in the slot, so usually Godwin's on the on on the outside. With AB out, it changes the matchups a bit. But they're just going to double down on Gronk because why shouldn't they? He's been dominant. We got a lot to talk about that. Hold on. Darius Williams, his name is. I never heard of him. I don't know any of the guys. Real quick, did anybody see ESPN on Monday Gronk's interview? He said he doesn't watch film. Yeah, with Peyton and Eli. (laughs) He doesn't watch film because he knows Brady watches at least 40 hours a week. So he just asks Brady before the play like about it. And Brady will just tell him. He came on and he came on and cleared that up. I think he got a little bit of heat from his head coach or, or general manager because he, he had to put out Wednesday saying uh, how much film he actually watches. But that was good TV. That that, was, that Peyton Eli is good TV. Quality TV. Peyton, I have to get this in there. You guys, I know you're going to be in with me. Peyton said, and I quote, during Patriots week, we I would talk to my receivers in the showers because I knew my locker was bugged. He was not laughing. He was not kidding. <laughs> Love it. Love they that. were such. They are such fucking cheaters. Okay, this podcast will get to the bottom of this. Okay, I'm not going to stand for it. I love it. All right, let's get back to the. Let's get back to the Let's get back to the pick. Real man. <laughs> Maddie takes the Bucks minus one with pretty convincing stats. My 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 thought here now because I know we're competing for records here. I would hate for this to be happening, but are these like really biased stats? Are we only talking about the highlights for one team? Do the Rams have any advantage here? I don't think there's, uh, I think the Rams had actually a bigger advantage against the run than the Bucks. The Rams are going to be down their, or not their RB1, but Henderson, who is their RB1 this season. Neither one of them really have a good running back. Yeah. Yeah. And the Rams are home. Is that right? Rams are home. Rams are home, but who knows if that's really a home game. Do they have fans out there? They're they're leaving in the third quarter. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to go against the Bucs. It really is. They've looked great. they got no reason to believe that they're going to slow down. That defense is good. You're not going to run against that team, even if you got a good running game. i got to back the Bucs here. And the Super Bowl champs going 3-0. I'll take them minus one 
against the Rams. Teddy, what do you think about this one? I'm taking the Rams. I am taking the Rams. A couple reasons. I think Stafford has looked great. You got probably the best player on the, I guess, Brady. But Darnold is, or excuse me, Aaron Donald. Not, not the quarterback we're watching right now who's fumbled twice already. But Aaron Donald is the best defensive player in the league. And when Brady gets pressure up the middle, which he will a lot, he doesn't really play that well. And so I'm going Rams. Yeah, I don't hate it. And it's a tough game. Another one I was surprised to see on the card. This could be an NFC matchup preview. It'd be interesting to see. It's going to come down to probably one or two plays at the end of the game here. I like Brady. Give him time on the clock. He'll find a way to come through. So Maddie's stats is bringing his lock of the week to the Bucks minus one. That brings it to my game, and we are headed to Foxborough. We got the Saints versus the Pats. Maddie's stats, what do you got for us? All right, so we got 67% of the cash and 58% of the tickets on the Pats, and this line has been pretty much stable all week. Winston has looked solid while his line has held up for him with 137 passer grade from a clean pocket, which drops down to a 47.5 when under pressure. Mac Jones has been nothing but excellent with a PFF grade of 71.2 and certainly looks the part of a rookie quarterback. He also has a 6.33 big-time throw percentage. In the trenches this week, the Saints hold a 41% advantage against the run and a 22% advantage against the pass against the Pats D-line. One thing to keep in mind was last week, the Saints were down nine offensive co- coaches. And I can't actually imagine what losing nine coaches. I'm actually mad at myself for not knowing that and not being able to bet that. That was very evident in the performance we saw on the field. Do we know if those coaches are back now? I believe everybody's back because coaches had to be vaccinated and it's been 10 days. Got it. Yeah. It's never easy going into Foxborough, even without Brady there. It's amazing. It's amazing how much better of a coaching staff, Belichick, and that offense coordinator, who's I can't think of his name right now. Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. Watching them play the Jets last week, and it's just so evident how much better their coaching is than every other team that they play. Because they just out-scheme everybody. But honestly, I got to watch that game close. Mac Jones looks good. I didn't see him throw a ball past 10 yards. They play this boring offense. They run the ball. They play good defense. They don't get, they don't, refs don't call penalties on There we go. That's it. I was, I I wanted to correct you there. Oh, you got it. You got it. Quick Jets rant. Quick Jets rant. First drive of the game. First drive of the game. We strip a Patriots player and they called that his forward progress had stopped. It was a bang, bang play. Yeah. First drive. That was it for me. You know what happened there? Kraft called down, yo, it's too early for a fumble. Let's just pump the brakes. Because when you play the Patriots, you have to beat the refs and you have to beat the Patriots. And Belichick cheats. So there's a lot of there's a lot of factors going into how to overcome and, and the amount of work that goes into beating the Patriots. All right. So I can't even listen to you guys complain about the refs. Your quarterback didn't throw it to the right team. That's fair. That's a fact. Like he went but, two for five on his first five passes and the two completions were interceptions. Yeah, no, I was, yeah, I was there. I saw it. It's tough. But what we're talking about here is the refs. Yep. And that completely changed the whole momentum. We would have got the ball inside the 20 to start the game. Instead, we get it inside our own 10. If you see the view of that first pass, you should have seen 
three people unblocked going right at Zach Wilson up the middle. That's what you didn't see on TV when he threw that throw to Corey Davis. He was going to get killed. And so I think it's less the quarterback. It's more our offensive line. We spent so much money on our offensive line the last two years, and we don't have one fucking player that can actually play the position. And our GM is supposed to be an offensive line GM. I really don't know, and no one's talking about it. Wait, hold on. You're complaining. Let me run down the past three years the draft picks the Dolphins have used an offensive line. A first-round pick, two seconds, two-thirds, two-fourths, an offensive line, and it sucks. It, sucks. it, is, it is awful. I'm done. As as much as I love listening to you miserable bastards talk about your team, let's get back to the picks. All right. So with all that said, I'm going Saints plus three here. I think the coaches had a big impact on that game. They're better than that. I saw what they did in week one, and I don't think the Pats are that good. They played a bad Jets team. They lost to the Dolphins. We saw what happened to the Dolphins against the Bills. Put it together. Bang. Saints win this game. I'd take a money line, but I'm going to play the points. All right, so I am actually going to back the Pats on this. So until I see something from Mac Jones that tells me I should doubt him, I'm not. And you look at the other side of the ball and it's Jameis Winston. And although the gaudy numbers in week one, if you follow fantasy, 152 yards and like five touchdowns felt really good. 152 yards is not hard to do. It's trash. So it'll be really interesting to see what we get out of Jameis Winston this week. I am going to back the Pats. All right, back in the paths. Teddy, what do you got? My brain is saying something, and my heart is saying another. It's going to really hurt to do this. Mm. But I think Belichick is going to confuse Winston. A couple, couple different looks, a couple like show man, go zone, some kind of half man, half zone, half man, half bear, half pig type thing. So something like that, and he's going to really confuse Winston. And I'm going to take the paths. All right. So there it is. They're both going Pats. I'm going Saints. So quick recap on our week three locks. We've got myself going with the Saints plus three. I'm currently 2-0 and on the season. Maddie Stats also undefeated going to week three. He's got the Bucks at minus one. And Teddy looking to get on the win train this week. He has got the Browns minus seven against the Bears. Chew, motherfucking chew. Now we're moving on to our favorite segment. We've got our touchdown scores for this week. We are going to rank our top six touchdown scores going into the weekend. Last week, we got four out of six. So hopefully we can do a little bit better this week. Before we get into it, I, we want to know maybe some of the big advantages we might see in the running back wide receiver position. So we're going to kick it over to Maddie Stats to uh, let us know what we're seeing behind the scenes. All right. So let's take a look at some of the biggest O-line advantages. So... Sam Fran, 80% advantage over Green Bay. Interesting thing to note here, Green Bay doesn't have a sack this season. So Washington, 77% advantage over Buffalo's D-line against the run. Cleveland, 55% over Chicago against the run. Dallas, 54% over Philly, 49% over Dallas's D-line. Which can't be true with Micah Parsons running around, but I digress. Okay. Uh, and finally, LA with a 48% advantage over Tampa Bay's D line. That's crazy. Because Tampa Bay's D line is real good. And so they've got a big advantage. And that's why Stafford looks so good. That guy's got all day in the pocket. He's never had that before. All right. So we're going to hit some. 
wide receivers real quick? Let's see some wide receivers. Yeah, wide receivers usually give us better odds. We're trying to get the odds up this week, not just go with the, the running back. So what do we got for receivers? So top five wide receiver cornerback matchups, Devontae, DeAndre Hopkins, Malcolm Brown, which I'm not like I'm not touching a Lamar Jackson receiver ever. <laughs> uh, guy just doesn't. It's terrible. Stefan Diggs, Julio Jones, AJ Brown. And I like to see, I like to think we're going to get a big week out of AJ Brown. He has been way too quiet. Can I just say, if we had Julio Jones in our touchdown parlay last week, did you see that call in the back of the end zone? Oh, yeah. Dude, that- I would have been furious. How could they say that's not a touchdown? What? Am I missing something? I got nothing for you. I mean, I, I don't know. I was clear as day. In, in today's day and age of the NFL, you cannot miss that call. I don't know how they made that call. Well, they looked at our replay for five minutes. So And they reversed it. It wasn't yeah. even they were like, they kept it. Like, we can't change this. They reversed it. Yeah. Julio doesn't really score touchdowns. I don't he know why. It. His entire career has been just um, tons of receptions, tons of yards. Matt Ryan just hated him in the end zone. And he also, like would score, have a game with like three touchdowns, and then like four weeks, five weeks with zero. Yeah. He gets them like in bunches, and then does it goes like half the season without any. That's like the same thing with Jarvis Landry. When Landry was on the Dolphins, I think he had like a 1,300-yard season, led the NFL in receptions, and had one touchdown. Not a Some big people player. just have bad luck. They get tackled at the one-yard line, or the refs just completely flip a play over when you're clearly in the end zone. And the Dolphins don't like scoring touchdowns. Not a huge that, fan of it. That is, I, I can agree with that. Yep. That's that one takes the cake. All right. So who's number one? We stack rank these. Actually, I'm actually looking at a couple on our list right now that that make it a little bit difficult with some of those stats you read. So we can talk about that when we get there. But who do we got for our number one score, Teddy? All right. Nick Chubb. You know what? We went. We, I think we got a little cute last week and we went hunt. I Chubb. We, we got to go Chubb. He has three touchdowns, rushing touchdowns in two weeks. He's an absolute stud. He's on here all the time. And until he proves us wrong, I think we gotta keep we gotta keep going, Chubb. Matt, what do you got? Looking at Nick Chubb, it's actually surprising. He only gets 50% of the inside the five carries, which doesn't feel right. He gets zero percent of the two minute work. So there's a bunch of stuff there that like is surprising to me. Like I would have thought Chubb would have been in on some of the two minute work. It's not like he's got stone hands. Definitely. But I would not expect him to be splitting the inside the five, but that doesn't really matter when you're scoring from outside the five. Nick Chubb is. So I I support the Nick Chubb pick. Yeah, we got to go Nick Chubb. I think he's got to be on this list, somewhere on this list every week until he proves us wrong. So we go Nick Chubb, even though he's going against the Bears. We're going to go Nick Chubb. We like him this week to score. I'm going to go with number two, and this is a name that hasn't, I don't think he's been on our list before, but he's due. He's starting to get back to full strength. His attempts have gone up from week one to week two, and I think this is the week he really gets back. We're going to go Saquon Barkley going up against the Atlanta. We think the Falcons are bad, and that defense is bad. And if he's going to score, and if the Giants are going to try and win a game this year, it has to be this week. And Saquon Barkley has got to get in the end zone. What do you think, Matty? All right. So the Giants have a 20% advantage offense, or the Giants offensive line has a 20% advantage over the Falcons D line. Additionally, all of Barkley's numbers are up from last week. He's running more routes. He's getting more rush attempts. 
He's playing week one. He only played 48% of the snaps week two. He got 84% of the snaps. Interesting a lot enough. He has 0% of the inside the five work, but that's also because the giants have not run the ball inside the five yet. That is a great stat for the giants fans out there. He has zero carries inside the five because the giants just don't get inside the five yard line. There's nothing you can do about that. It's not Saquon's fault. That's tough. All right. Well, that's number two for touchdown score. Barkley's back this week. I think the Giants win this week. We didn't pick this game. Put a tease out there. Giants money line for this game. What do we got for number three? All right. Travis Kelsey, big tight end for the Chiefs. He's a monster. You guys see that, like, uh, what, 50-yard run, 40-yard catch and run by Kelsey where he, like, juked out guys? He's on a whole other level. He's on a whole other level. The tight ends, the guy, what is he probably weigh? 260? And he's, like, juking defensive backs. Yeah. It's crazy. He's got 185 receiving yards, three touchdowns through two games, 15 targets. Kelsey looks his way often. I think he's going to have another monster year. Talk to me. I'm not really going to go deep on Kelsey just because it's Travis Kelsey. I don't think we need to go too deep on stats. The one thing that is interesting about Kelsey is he holds the largest advantage in the TE linebacker matchup. Expected to be covered by Kazir White. That's going to be a long day for Kazir White. It is a division game too, which I think tight ends in this division historically, like this is a tight end division. If you just think about the teams in this division, back from Antonio Gates, now to Kelsey, to Waller. They show up in these division games. I like Kelsey getting in the end zone. And the Chiefs are coming off a loss. Like they're not going to slow down. Even if they're up, they're going to try to get the momentum back and the swag back in the Kansas City locker room. So there you go. Travis Kelsey, number three. That brings to number four. We're going to try to get some more odds on this. So we're going to we're going to get this touchdown in the air. We're going DeAndre Hopkins going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's got touchdowns in both games already this year. He might have the best hands in the NFL. I think that's a debate every year. But now he's going up against Jacksonville. TD for DeAndre Hopkins. What do you guys think? So he's got the second best matchup this week, which is great for him. And he's also like just got great stats. So his A dot is 12 yards, which is average depth of target. He's getting 29% of the third and fourth down targets. He's just a target monster. So I love this pick. They are fun to watch. Arizona Cardinals are fun to watch. They almost gave that game up if it's not for the Vikings and missing that field goal, but That's a tough team. Kyler Murray looks like he's playing a video game out there. All right. So now we are on number five. We got two touchdown scores left. Teddy, I'm going to pass it over to you. Who do we got for number five? Yeah, we got Alvin Kamara against New England. He has 23, trying to do the math, 35 touches in two weeks. And he's their offense, right? The offense runs through him. Last week, he didn't have a very big week. Didn't rush at all. I've had a couple of receptions, but I think he bounces back. I think they go back to him. Week one, he had 23 touches. I think it's more of that because when they're successful, they get the ball in his hands. Statty Mats. All right. So New Orleans has a 41% advantage against the run against the Pats D-line. Then you take a look at Alvin Kamara's utilization last week. 84% of the snaps. He got 100% of the inside the five work. And then also 100% of the two-minute snaps. So, love Alvin Kamara this week. Yeah, Kamara. All right, so there's number five. Um, I'm going to jump right into number six. 
This guy had a big week on Monday Night Football. We're going to go with Aaron Jones against San Francisco. I'm interested to see in the stats here. I think on paper, they look like the Niners should have a good defense. But when you actually look into it, I don't think that they do. Maddie, I'm curious what that stats are saying there. But Aaron Jones looked good. Rodgers looked good. Got to feed Aaron Jones the ball after a three-touchdown game. And this is just one of those things you could see him stay real hot and get in the end zone. I'm going to go Aaron Jones. So surprisingly, they do have an advantage, but it's minimal. It's 10%. So 10% typically doesn't doesn't really you know get me excited or get me going. So there is, an, there is a slight advantage there. So there's been four inside the five runs against the 49ers, and they've given up a touchdown on 50% of those inside the five runs. What percentage does get you going? Gives you a little chub, if you will. Three, 30? There's colors. So the color changes at 30 to a dark, wonderful green. And that's what I like to see. Let just go. Right? Okay. Keeping it simple. Yep. What color is red? Uh, yeah. No, anything under 20 gets you like a yellow skin tone. It's like a skin, skin tone, uh, and then yeah. it starts to get red at 26. Ooh. It's a fleshy color. Don't love it. The reason I'm not worried about that too much is they don't use Aaron Jones as a traditional, like, inside the tackle. Or if they're going to score, it's not going to be inside the five. I think it could be off a screen, could be off, you know, a long run. So Aaron Jones, number six touchdown scorer for this week. That wraps up our TD scorers. Uh, quick recap, we've got Nick Chubb. Saquon Barkley, Travis Kelsey, DeAndre Hopkins, Alvin Kamara, and Aaron Jones. We will put out a parlay on Sunday with our probably top four, top five, depending how we're feeling. We're recording on a Thursday, so we'll see how things change going into the weekend. And that wraps it up for our touchdown scores. And now real quick, we'll get into some bold predictions heading into week three. Last week, we said some crazy things. Not really any of them came true, but we'll see how good we can do this week with our bold predictions, starting with... Maddie stats, what do you got for us? All right. I guess my bold prediction, it's halfway towards coming true, but I recently found a new love in sports betting, which is quarterback touchdown passes. So I don't know if it's a bold take as much, but I took Davis Mills tonight to score over 1.5 touchdowns. He's halfway there and we're early in the third quarter, but I could run through a couple of TD pass TD props and want to see what you guys have on those. Let's hear it. I'm in. All right, Sam Darnold, that game's going on right now. Jameis Winston over or under 1.5 touchdowns. Over. Over. Jared Goff. Under. Who are they playing? Baltimore? (laughs) They are playing Baltimore. What's the number? It's 1.5. Over. You got it. Two touchdowns? This is why it's my favorite bet. What yeah. quarterback are you betting that isn't going to throw two touchdowns? Yeah, keep going. Jacoby so the way this actually works is it's either 1.5 or 2.5. There's only two options. Okay. And the way Brady? they adjust it is based on the odds. Oh, gotcha. What's Zach Wilson? What's Zach Wilson's? Negative 1.5. That one's not even on the board. Nice. Just, no, I'm just kidding. They don't want to give away money on the under. Zach Wilson is at uh, 1.5 with plus 190. But even that, I like Zach Wilson to throw two touchdowns. Going against Denver, yeah, I think we'll be playing from behind. I think we'll be throwing till the till the final whistle. So how many touchdowns? Don't have an alpha running back that you got to give that you're going to give the ball to either. It's not like 
1.5 touchdowns is interesting. I've yeah. been betting Mahomes uh, 2.5 back-to-back. So not really a bold take, except maybe my bold prediction is this should become a segment on the show. But mm, I like it. I like it. It could take over our bold prediction and go over under on uh, quarterback touchdowns. Yeah, my bold prediction is under Jared Goff. Under Jared Goff. <laughs> All right, we'll take that. I am curious. Justin Herbert, is he still in the 1.5 range or they go up to 2.5 for him? He is not. So only three quarterbacks have the privilege of being 2.5, which is Matt Stafford, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, then I'm hammering wow. Justin Herbert on the over. Yeah. Justin Herbert against Kansas City? Justin he's Herbert def- would not have covered the 1.5 last week, I believe. Yeah, but he's going to throw two touchdowns this week. But he's yeah, also he also threw multiple touchdowns that didn't count as touchdowns last yeah, week. They took, yeah, they, they took did, back they, two they and he threw that. a pick in the end zone. Yeah. I, I'm gonna. I like this bet a lot. I wonder if well, you just go over across you, the board in week two. It was a high school. Yeah. <laughs> so Herbert bets. is negative one seventy seven. Yeah. So you got to go. Okay. So that's right. where. So that's yeah, how they yeah. adjust for this. Yeah. We could probably. I bet you they let us parlay this bet. Like you could probably go three quarterbacks over unders. So if we can, that's something we should think about throwing together and putting on the page this week. Yeah. But I like yours. What was yours again, Matt? What's the, what's your bold prediction? My bold prediction was this is going to become a segment. <laughs> Not so bold. Seemed to like it. But so Teddy said Jared Goff under one and a half. I think that's borderline bold. I think that's that's a smart play. But I'm going to go. I, I think we had a lot of Bears content on this podcast, and we don't normally. So you might as well really drive it home. But I think, after the, I think after this week, when the Bears cover against the Browns, I think it's officially Justin Fields' error in Chicago. I think he's going to look really good this week and take over the starting job. Now, that's 100% true no matter how he looks, but Nagy's refusal to, to like, he's almost, the man is like, no, Andy Dalton is our starter. Even this week, the guy said when he's healthy, he's our starter. If Fields looks good out there, you can't put Dalton back in. No. He's torturing the Bears fans right now. Like he, he every really Bears is. fan wants Justin Fields. Nobody cares what Andy Dalton's going to do this year. Even if yep. he wins eight games, you know yep. what his... And seat- I like the whole aspect of torturing the Bears fans. I don't mind that part. But I, what, what I... like, It just makes no sense. You have a rookie quarterback that's clearly as good as your starter. You play the rookie. Yeah. And, and across the board, in any position. If it's equal, you always play the, the rookie. So the one thing about Justin Fields is he doesn't have a good internal clock. So he holds on to the ball. That was like the big knock on him and why he dropped in the draft. He holds on to the ball longer than everybody, all of the other quarterbacks that were drafted this year. So that's one thing that they've been working on all off season and into the season with him. Probably got the timer. Maybe he's got to do some of those Jameis Winston drills. I don't know what Jameis Win- Jameis Winston's always doing an interesting drill on social media. Uh, yeah, there the was like a drill where everybody was just slapping. Him. Was it were they slapping him? There was like something weird that came out with Jameis over the. Darnold needs that drill because let me tell you, every hand that goes near him, he fumbles. Amato knows. Yeah, no, you said it earlier. You said it best. You could take the quarterback out of the Jets, but you can't get the Jet out of the quarterback. <laughs> Um, All right. If you haven't heard about Anchor, um, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Um, And the best part, it's free. Um, There are great tools, and I've tried a lot of different podcast platforms, but there are tools on there that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Uh, It was great on the road when I was traveling this weekend trying to get our podcast up. 
Um, Anchor will also distribute the podcast for you. So it can be heard on multiple platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Um, and what's really cool is when you're having fun with Anchor, uh, you can also make some money from your podcast as well uh, with no minimum listen- listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Uh, so download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right. So that wraps up our betting content for this week. We're going to get into the dad zone here. We'll keep it short. I know we got a lot going on over the weekends and trying to balance our babies and beds. I will tell you right now, I'm at that stage with a newborn baby and a toddler that I am beyond exhausted. Like I am on week, I think he's like a month and a half, six weeks. At this point, I'm starting to break down. And like watching sports this weekend and watching the Jets game, I definitely had a shorter fuse. I couldn't really handle the depression that I was dealing with. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the game. So that was yeah. tough. I'm gonna have to figure it out. I don't know what I have to do. But I got to get some sleep or I got to make sure there's no kids in the room because it's getting hard out there. Yeah, the, you know what the problem with the early season blowout losses is for shitty teams like us Amato is that the, like I said, we the, the last week of the preseason into week one, like all our we plugged all our holes, we drafted all our our studs, one through four are all studs, and then the regular season hits, and we just get smacked in the face and get kicked back down to reality, and it's like really hard to internalize. Like I I thought we were gonna be good, and like we're not. Like yeah, it, and and to like swallow that, you know how moody I was Sunday. I couldn't even. Jamie came home from the Hamptons, and I couldn't. I I could barely talk to her. It was awful. Yeah, that's when I know it's getting bad. I get to this stage where I just go quiet. And yep. I just I just shut it all down. Yep. And it just numb to everything. And that happened already. And it's only week two. Yeah, it's going to oh. get better because the, you're going to care a little bit less. Where like, yeah. all right, we lost, but it's okay because the play, playoffs are out of reach. or we're, we're just not good. But it takes a few weeks to get us fans back to, oh, yeah, no, we are one of the bottom third teams in the league. And you're going to start like pulling on those like little slivers of light out of like your rookie quarterback too. So you have some things to look forward to because you got to yeah. figure he's going to get better over the course of the season. Yeah, I hope so. I well, need to get, yeah, either way, I need to get some sleep. We need, it's crazy with two kids now. You were saying it before, Matt, but it's like the moment you think you have a free second, something else pops up with the other kid. It's, you get one down, you can finally take a deep breath. Boom. Something's needed for the other one. And it's just, Trying to find a moment, trying to find a moment. And on a Sunday, it was tough. This week was tough. We have to figure out a new game plan for week three. And what I can tell you, unfortunately, this is going to be bad news. It's not going to get any better. Oh. With the exception of the fact that right now it's like pure physical exhaustion. And then yeah. it just transitions into mental exhaustion. Yeah. Because a one-year-old or a two-year-old who just doesn't have any control over their emotions or any of that. And then you like, you get the mix of the older one who knows better, but then the little ones push them. I've got girls and these girls listen, the younger, not as much as the older. You got two boys. They're going to be like top. Yeah. 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 It's going it's it's to get real rowdy. Yeah. It's already starting. And like, going back to work, I didn't realize it in the first like month because I was like off, but now I'm back to work and mental exhaustion has already happened. So I'm physically exhausted at home, mentally exhausted at work. And this week, like really yesterday was like, the first day I was like, Okay, I got to get some sleep. This is tough. And we got a big weekend coming up with sports, so I'd like to get that sleep before before Sunday. This is very expensive, but if you really want to treat yourself, you get yourself a nice night nurse. But one night, just come in, handle the baby for you overnight. 
I didn't even know that was a thing. Where do you get night nurses? I don't actually know because I'm way too cheap. <laughs> like I will just tell my wife to suffer because uh, I need my sleep. <laughs> that's yeah. But there, there, there are I like people that you can come in to handle the night. You know, like you celebrities, you're like, how do they manage the kids? Because they don't actually manage their kids. They yeah. pay people to manage their yeah. kids. I don't even feel right yeah. Googling night nurse. You well, said that. You said that, Matt. And my, the first thing I thought of was, wow, I can't believe Matt's splurged on that for, for Joyce. That's so nice of him. No. No. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the dad content, right? Night nurses are a thing. So, yeah, you learn something new every day. And next week, we'll bring you some research on a night nurse and how much <laughs> they cost. <laughs> yep, exactly. You guys got anything else? I'll be in Vegas. So, I don't know. Call me. Guys, call me belligerent i'm gonna text you a couple future bets don't forget i know i'm gonna have to remind you many times but there's a couple futures i want to put in yeah matt you want some bets i got you Um, i want you touching my tickets who else is there gonna is somebody else gonna be at the party i could talk to you you know ty oh and rock i like ty Ty and and, and rock too all right this was fun teddy have a good time in vegas we'll check in on you multiple times that's good. Uh, Maddie Stats, good luck staying on the win train, keeping the undefeated record going into next week. This was fun. Come back for another episode of Betting with Babies next week. We will post our picks on the page over the next couple of days. If you've got feedback, let us know. Whether you follow or fade, we hope you win some cash.